You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. that you? Bert? Uh, Bert's not here. Nope. Um, so what's up? Welcome to the Boom DDT podcast. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> welcome everyone. Yeah, come on in. <laughs> come on in. Grab yourself a beer. Maybe kick <laughs> off your shoes. Stay a while. Hang up your coat. Are your shoes off in the house type of person, Eric? Um, like if I'm... Like, if, if I have guests over, I do not require it, no. Not that guy. How about you personally? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if I'm just hanging out, relaxing, oh, yeah, there's no shoes. I might have a pair of slides on. Oh, yeah. You might catch me with a pair of uh, and one slides on with socks. <laughs> traditionally. So traditionally, when you'd come over for a late night uh, Bulls game at my place, you'd hit the recliner. And, uh, you'd have your shoes on because I, uh, at, at my parents' house, I had, we had a no shoe. We, we were cool with shoes. Yeah, shoes were wherever they want to go. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, shoe friendly. Uh, anyway, you'd hit that recliner and you'd start to doze off after a long day's work and that shoe would just start to slide off the heel and they'd be dangling on the toe, a la my father Jim. Yeah, if 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 anybody's never done that, it's a great trick. You you get in the recliner, you take the shoes halfway off. Even if you're not sleepy, you can do this. 
Yeah, you slide them off the heel. <laughs> yeah, you slide them off the heel. They just they still on the toe, and then you shake the foot up and down. And it flops the shoes back and forth. But you can you can leave it dangling as long as you want. There's no time limit on the dangle. No, this flopping dangling um, uh, motion. This this could go on for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Until until one of those loafers finally comes free. And it's and is and hits the hardwood. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a it is a great feeling for some reason. Try it, and also when you're reclining, what you're gonna want to do is throw up one arm. Yeah. Uh, you know you get a side body stretch going. Yeah, you throw up either your right or your left arm, whichever one you prefer, and you're gonna put that over your head and be kind of behind the chair, you know. Yeah. Just like Jeff said, stretch over, out the over the over the shoulder of the chair. Over the shoulder of the chair, stretch out that rib cage. Um, I'm doing it right now, but it's not going to help anybody. Yeah. But it's an audio medium. It's an it's an audacious medium. You I put, don't have any chairs in my home that uh, have those kind of capabilities, Eric. Well, even if it doesn't have the the. Uh, the high, the shoulder, what do they call that? It's not the arm rest. It's a shoulder, I think. Yeah, even if your recliner doesn't have a doesn't have a shoulder, you can still do it. It's still good stuff. That's it's a good it's a good way to lounge, baby. Do you have a recliner? No. See, that's where you fucked up. Yeah. Always have that's a recliner. The recliners is they take up space. If you're short on space, that recliner. Requires some room to stretch. Yeah, but really there's... I mean, man, there's no substitute for a recliner. Like, for instance, in my quote-unquote living room, if I would have a recliner, I would have to take the table out of here because every time I would recline, I'd either hit the wall or the, the foot of the chair would not be able to extend because of the table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see it being a problem, but you know what? Just sacrifice anything for that. Get rid of the coffee table. Who no, I mean, <laughs> friend of the show, Steve, I've been to his place. When we were doing his podcast, he's got no table, but he's got that lazy boy front and center. That's what I mean. See, he knows the priorities. But a coffee table, <laughs> coffee table is nice to have. It was a wild, wild and crazy kids. What, what was yeah. that? What am I thinking of right there? Wild and crazy kids, baby. That's the name of the t- that's the name of the show. Yeah. Wild and crazy kids. Bow. Okay. What was that one about? It was. It was one of my favorite uh, Nickelodeon game shows. Um, it was all like outdoor picnicy type activities. It looks so much fun, and I think traditionally is boys versus girls. It made me very gender biased as a kid. I'm like, ah, fuck them, fuck girls, you know. Yeah, fuck the girls, dude. I mean, bitches ain't, you know what they but, say, bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. <laughs> it, it had that uh, one. Um, God damn it! This one black guy with like the flat top. That ruled 90s kids shows. 
Um, Omar? Yeah, Omar, uh, damn. The guy from Reading Rainbow? He might have been on Reading Rainbow as well. He fucking made the rounds, dude. I saw him with so much shit. It's Reading Rainbow. I can go anywhere. It's in a book. Just take a look. It's Reading Rainbow. I'll figure it out. Eric used to serenade me with that when we were in middle school, too. Wasn't that on PBS? Yeah, I think so. I've been singing that song my whole life. See, I was never a huge Reading Rainbow kid. Oh, Reading Rainbow was LeVar Burton. Which is not the same guy, but he... But yes, okay. I remember LeVar now. Uh, what, what, what was your first... What was that? Omar? Omar. Wild and Crazy Kids. And I think that's his name. That's a guess. I, you said a black guy named Omar. I just keep thinking Omar Epps, but there's no way. That Is it related to Mike Epps? The comedian? Yeah. That's a damn good question. I have no idea. <laughs> but it's very... It could be. Let's see here. Let's see if I get a... Omar Gooding. Omar Gooding? Yep. Yeah, Omar... Omar fucking Gooding. Omar Gooding. Well, hold the fort here. Okay, so yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. is the brother. Of Omar Gooding? That makes sense. They look they look similar. Okay. I was gonna say this So this is Omar Gooding Sr. So he's got a boy. This does oh, okay. Omar Gooding Sr., his parent was Cuba Gooding Sr. That doesn't yeah, make Cuba Gooding Jr. was B's brother. That makes sense. No, how was Omar... Oh, Omar Gooding Sr. had a son named Omar Gooding. Yeah, like it, okay. like a lot of NFL wide receivers are doing. Yes. Okay. Alright, so this they have a little Hollywood family here. Yeah, I did not know that. That is a little fun fact. Yep, and Sr., Cuba Gooding Sr., was a singer. Uh, lead singer of the soul group Main Ingredient. I feel like I've heard that before. I mean, not not that specific, but I knew that he was like music oriented. Music oriented. And we all know Cuba Gooding Jr. of um, Rat Race fame. Is that what brought him to fame? <laughs> no, but that's. I just wanted to pick a, a stupid ass movie, uh, but I actually like that movie. I don't know what the hell. Oh, Jerry Maguire. That's pro- that's probably the first time. Oh no, Boys in the Hood. This is where you need Bert. No, Boys in the Hood was the first time I saw Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. So what were we talking about, Jeff? The wild and crazy kids. <laughs> Uh, crazy week in wrestling. Okay, so yeah, we should get to some wrestling here. We're about ten minutes in. Um, smack the time for, for, yeah, there's a time update. Uh, Friday. Let's start with a little Friday night SmackDown. Oh, we're not gonna do the jewel. 
Oh, God. I forgot about Jewel, Jeff. You can, baby. yeah, yeah. Jewel's on Halloween. Um, you can give me your takes, Jeff, because I'm gonna be honest with you. I was real. This was going on in the background, and um, can't tell you I finished it. I didn't care too much about this. Well, the first half sucked, Eric. Yeah. Well, I did see the first half. It was pretty terrible. Uh. So, what was your take on uh, the Bork Laser versus Cain Velasquez? Terrible, boring. It Except was a, like it literally, like as a wrestling guy, it didn't do anything for me. It was the only things they tried were MMA type stunts. I mean, there's one, you know, back down to the corner, and then there's a takedown, and then there's a submission. Did I miss anything? No, it wasn't. It was exactly what you said. It was an MMA fight, but it was uh, it was uh, worked, which just does not make any fucking sense. Yeah, MMA light. Yeah, it was a worked MMA fight, which just is. If you want to see how that'll look, go watch this match, and it looks like shit. Two minutes and six seconds. And it felt like a, an eternity. Yeah, it felt it felt <laughs> like ten minutes. Uh, it's just like, what the fuck are they doing? Let's get to brawling. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't just stand up and throw hands in in a worked, um, in worked combat, man. It's boring. Nope. That's why there's all the you know all the nuances and all the of professional wrestling. Uh, and then Ray came out afterwards, and this is like a start to a feud. But I don't really understand why Ray came out angrily. I guess because of Dominic. Yeah. Yeah. Was Dominic there? Not that I saw. No. Okay. But, I mean, just because of uh, him attacking Dominic and Kane not really succeeding at all in getting revenge. No. Yeah. That that match fucking sucked. <laughs> the first. That, that, that was the start of the. That's the start of the pay-per-view, too. So you're like, okay, let's dust that one off. Yeah. Then they put us through the goddamn tag team turmoil next. Which oh. I've already told you. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just I just was recalling that in my brain. I had already erased it. And you, oh, yeah. And, and you brought it back. <laughs> uh, it was exactly, like, the problem was, and I know we talked about this, um... Whatever day I ended up watching it. But the problem was, each individual match was extremely predictable. Yeah. Except, for me at least, except when it got to the f- the finale. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be the club. But at the same time, it's just a bogus little tournament that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, me and Eric were going into this on, our po- on the podcast last week thinking that there it was... Uh, some sort of title match. Well, you hit a title. The title is the, quote, best tag team in the world. And you get a dumbass little trophy, too. Yeah. And I, I don't feel like the the problem with, like, it's cool. That, like, I like the club. Uh, oh, yeah. Or I like Carl. I like Anderson and Gallows a lot, actually. So it's whatever. I know I'm not hating on them, but, like, it's a weird spot for them to be in. I don't know. I, I don't see them as the kind of guy that goes around in Shane McMahon's and tells everybody they're the best tag team in the world. 
I mean, they're no, he, they're. I think it's just it's supposed to add to them being obnoxious. I don't know. It, this was thrown together like like I complained about the other day. It was very systematic. Every like I'm looking at the stats here. I, I take like times and shit for turmoil matches, and every match was just five minutes heel versus fucking um, heel versus face and. You could just predict everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, the, the, yeah, it was. It was. Except that, like I said, the last... Who was the finale? Oh, it was uh, Viking Raiders and uh, OC, right? Yeah, Viking Raiders were the last to enter. The club was the second to last to enter, so... Yeah. Which was your prediction was Viking Raiders originally? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought you had that one for sure when it got down to the end. still yeah um after this was one of the better matches of the night just because the crowd was into it it was uh uh not a debut match but it's just a hometown rah-rah match yeah it was Cesaro versus uh Riyadh's own Mansoor yeah we saw it last uh last year's thing uh, yeah Mansoor is that how you pronounce it yeah, Mansoor or Mansoor, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I always said Mansoor, but I could be wrong. Anyway, yeah, he's he's uh, he's hotter than donut grease over there in Saudi. It was a decent match. No, it was really, like, I think that, that, that match actually made me think about how important the crowd is. Because I didn't know if I was getting worked. I thought, it, I think it was really a good match, for real. But I don't know if it just felt good because of the crowd. Well, I mean, Cesaro is basically there as a veteran just to like make this guy look good. That's his role in the match. Yeah, he did a good job. Yes, and you know Cesaro will sell shit, so. Yeah. You had that, you had a little pizzazz in the crowd. You had a, a promo by the guy and... Um, Arabic and English, either before or after the match. I couldn't remember which. I don't remember. Wait, what'd you say? There's a guy. Mansoor uh, just addressed the crowd, basically. Oh, I don't remember that, that at all. Not, not a promo, just a. Okay. Glad to be here type of thing, you know? Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Up next was uh, Strowman versus Fury. Oh, yeah. This was. Uh... This was a kind of a weird, like at some, I don't know, like at some points you could say that Tyson Fury did a pretty decent job. And then at other points you're like, oh, that looked terrible, which you would expect it to be. I mean, you're not, this match is what it is. He's not a trained professional wrestler. But at some points, like I said, it wasn't terrible, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it was, I didn't like it. I'm not going to tell you I liked it. No, this was another paper match. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, like the first time he hit the ropes, it looked terrible. And it's just like, uh, and a lot of stuff he did looked ugly. And then other times it's like, well, he took a couple of nice bumps. It was still, you could tell that, um, like, he was actually down to wrestle, unlike Kane. But you could tell Braun had very specific instructions. You gotta fucking be light with this guy. Like, yeah. I think he did one slam to him like a scoop slam or something and just like fucking dropped him on the back like he would a baby boy. (laughs) 
Yeah, his his finish, right? The running power slam? I think there's one before that, but the running power slam was light too. Yeah, it it was as light as you can be with something like that. But you're right. He was... uh, he was on light duty. He wasn't. Um, he wasn't laying his shit in, as they yeah. say. He did. He did do the uh, run around like uh, tackle thing. I think that's easier to take because like no one's paid attention to how you're falling. Yeah. All you gotta do is take a shoulder and take a bump. Yep. You can bump as ugly as you want. Um, Tyson ended up winning this. Via TKO slash countout. We got a friendly reminder that Cole's a boxing nerd. Oh, yeah, there was some kind of... It was just a nice punch. Yeah, so um, Braun came up onto the apron and Tyson's in the ring and Tyson just gave him uh, a... I don't know. I never really saw a good angle of the punch, really. They claim it's a haymaker, but it's wrestling, so you never know. Yeah, just a punch. Just a boxer punch. Yeah. Knockout punch, if you will, and it's a TKO because he never got up before the 10 count, and he also never got in the ring, so it's count out win, too. Double win. Okay. Didn't Big Show, remember Big Show's knockout punch? I wasn't a fan of it. When no, When we first no. started watching wrestling again, you and I used to clown on that thing. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not a fan of it. I'm just, I always laugh because it, that thing is, like, tailor-made for little kids and... Like, I don't even, you know, you know what I mean. That's a Velcro yeah. shoes kind of move. <laughs> That's a, that is a, cause like people, like a little kid would love that. Like, oh, this fucking huge ass seven foot two, three, 400 pound animal hits you with that strike, man. Like, I feel like if I was 10 years old and saw that, I would think it was badass. I'm not going to underestimate, I will not underestimate the size of Big Show's head, though. Like, no. that's like a fucking small rock coming at your head. Oh, yeah. No, you would like no. say it's uh, uh, a skillet. Oh, yeah. Is, is that what JR used to call it? JR, then Cole adopted it as well. It's like a, because he used to do the uh, bare head chop on the chest. Yeah. And was it JR that called him lunchboxes? Lunchboxes. Somebody used to say, like, those fists are like lunchboxes. That could be king, maybe. I don't know. That's such an obscure thing, but I swear somebody said that. His breadstick fingers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, what was next? Uh, after this was uh, another uh, solid match, AJ Styles versus Humberto Carrillo for the United States title. Yep, and that's where I called it. And you were right that it was a good match. That was my two two good matches of the night for me. That one and uh, uh, Mansoor. Yeah, I mean, nothing special. AJ retained. The club was at ringside. I don't think they got involved, though. I think it's a clean match. Was he wearing... Did you notice uh, when they had their... Um, what did they do on Raw? Or maybe... Yeah, I think it was on Raw. It was like... The club versus uh, Umberto, Umberto and somebody else. Oh, and uh, the Street Profits. Did you notice that uh, AJ and uh, Umberto looked like tag team partners? 
Like when uh-huh. like when they were going together in the ring, having their spots, like their their ring gear was incredibly similar. I, I did not notice it. It was, it was red and black. <laughs> I was like, damn, they look like a tag team. I was like, that'd be kind of a cool tag team. Because like Street Profits is clearly a tag team and uh, Gallus and Anderson's clearly a tag team, so that, that's a funny one. I, yeah, I, I didn't yeah, their ring gear it matched incredibly well. <laughs> uh, okay, so this so yeah, like I said, this is the last thing I watched. What was next? The historic first ever. I, I owe you an apology, Eric. I doubted you last week on the podcast. You were correct. Oh yeah, the uh, the women's first match. First ever women's match. Natty versus Lacey. Yeah, that was I. I didn't see that, but I saw like the little clips from Raw or SmackDown, wherever they showed it, and that was like de- I don't know about that for me. It looked depressing. It kind of was just because I mean it, I'm not downplaying it. Sure, it's historic. Yeah, you don't you don't need Steph coming out. And- Reminding us about it like he knew she was gonna. A bing bong, like a ding dong pow. <laughs> yeah. Every time she comes out, I sound like a classic racist ass Chinese voice, and that's how I sing her song. <laughs> <laughs> Men a ding dong, make a bing bong pow, make a ching chong chow. <laughs> <It's>... Yeah, um. <laughs> they, 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 um. They weren't wearing makeup like it's still Saudi Arabia, you know. They they aren't coming out in like full on character. Like Lacey completely was out of character. She had her music. That's the only part of her character she could really do. That's what I mean. It, it was depressing. It was like, and I don't know, you know, right or wrong. I I don't. That's not what I mean. It's just like I don't know. And I mean, Vince dresses them up like complete whores, and then. In Saudi, they dress like, I mean, it's complete coverage. So I don't know which way's better as far as from a women's point of view. But I think that the fact that they can't wear what they would, I mean, they they wouldn't, like, let's put it this way. If they had their choice, they wouldn't be fucking wearing what they wore in Saudi. Yeah. Well, uh, so for the people who didn't watch, what they were wearing was a black full body jumpsuit. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like sweat. So like, all the way to wrist. Just like I was wearing on Halloween. Yeah. And, and over that, it's just this baggy-ass t-shirt. Looks like you got it for free at the basketball game, and it's five sizes too large. Yeah, it looked weird, man. It was, looked like, it was like they were at the gym, and they were trying to lose weight fast, like sweating it out. It was like, yeah. it was like the guy at the gym in the full sweatsuit. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it was, I don't know, I, th- I thought it was kind of depressing. So, like, I didn't see her entrance, so you're saying Lacey just walks out, like, without any of the sassy southern uh, charm or any of that shit? She might have had a tiny strut, but she was also, like, wait. I think it was a more happy strut, because she was, like, waving to little girls and shit. Yeah, they're like, don't be they're, shit. They're both, like, hugging, they shook hands pre-match and then they're hugging and crying post-match yeah like I think there's a reason that it wasn't Becky versus Charlotte or something a little more higher card yeah 
you know. Yeah. Nothing against Natty. Natty's a fucking vet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I didn't like it. I didn't like the optics of that. But Steve rushed, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a Saudi show. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing good about the optics of this. <laughs> this is a straight money grab. I um, asked Wolf about this as well, and Steve... But this uh, show was in Riyadh. I think the last couple of years I've been in Jeddah. Yeah, there's a difference. There's a difference. Besides the obvious one. Yeah, Wolf told me that too. What's the obvious one? I mean, just obviously they're G- they're not the same city or whatever. Oh, yeah. But like, yeah, apparently the rules are a little different. I was going to say, because like we did have the strip club chairs up front. There's a small collection of uh, what I assume were princes, just because they had the uh, hijab or hijab, whatever it's called. Uh, yeah. Um, the head, the head. They had they had matching attire, and the rest of the people were dressed like civilians would dress. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just a small collection. They weren't roped off. They're were just down there in the front row. Yep. So you had that, and you had the actual fact that women were wrestling there. Just seemed a little, uh, a tad bit more liberal. tad bit more progressive. Yeah. Well, they started letting them drive last year. I remember they they put that out there during one of these events. That, that was a big uh, message they spread to us. Yeah, letting women drive. Yeah, we were supposed to be proud of them. Yeah, good job. Yeah, good job, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, so, what was next? We had we got the the Fiend match, and then what else was left? The uh, Team Hogan versus Team Flair was right after this. Oh, was it terrible? Yeah. Predictable uh, as fuck. He, uh, Hogan wins? Yep. Yep. Roman Reigns gets a pin over someone. Did I write it down? Oh, man, that's just textbook. Oh, so at one point during this match, um, very sneakily, but uh, I wrote this side note down. Uh, Ricochet had to signal to the ref to go be distracted because he was about to do an illegal move. Like he, uh, Ricochet was being dangled over the ropes by someone. Yeah. By, like, let's say... Uh, I don't care. Bobby Lashley's dangling Ricochet over the rope. So Ricochet's hanging down. And, uh, like, the ref's getting his nose up in the business. Like, oh, what's going on over here? And Ricochet, like, curls up and, like, just, like, looks at the ref and gives, like, a sneaky point to, like, the far corner. And then the ref just goes over the far corner and pretends like he's distracted with something and, uh... Drew McIntyre or someone comes in and does a illegal move against Ricochet. Oh God, yeah. that's awesome! I'm like, yeah, ref, <laughs> go over there. What the, what do we got over here? Is this a corner? <laughs> yeah. What's, <laughs> What's going on in this corner? Yeah. that's amazing. There was a great botch in uh, on Raw. Do you remember that? Uh, no. There uh, in the uh, damn. What was the tag match? Uh, Natty, Natty and, uh, or, yeah, Natty, Charlotte versus, 
Uh, the Kabuki Warriors. Yeah. Do, do you remember... Uh, oh, it was Charlotte uh, doing the classic, you know... Crawling over to the to the corner to get the tag for to to tag in Natty, you know, because she's beat, and yeah, she's the hot, tag. the hot tag, and she's just stretching out all she can, and Natty's stretching out, but they can't quite get there, and one of the warriors was supposed to come over and break it up, obviously, and pull her back, you know, and the one of the whoever which one it was, I think it was, I think it was Kyrie Sane, but I don't know, was late, late as fuck. And, I think I remember seeing that. <laughs> and Charlotte got, I mean, real late. And sh- <laughs> so Charlotte and Natty are like fingertip to fingertip for like five minutes is what it felt like. And it got, <laughs> and, sh- and Charlotte kept inching forward to like try to make it dramatic. And so at this point, Natty has to literally lean back to keep the distance, you know. Yeah, make sure she's got a good tight hold on that tag rope. Yeah, it was, ooh. It was really bad and hilarious. I had to watch it three times. There's a couple late spots with Kyrie and Asuka. Did you see Asuka's... Yeah, yeah, did you see Asuka's uh, makeup? Um, not a... I can't re- recall it. It was like green, um, dripping oh, from... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green, green like eyeshadow uh, uh, around the eyes and shit. Yeah, dripping. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. I'm yeah, down with playing, that. Playing the green mist up a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, so, I didn't... Quick, s- just to recap, um, Crown Jewel. The main event, Attic. That's what I was going to say. I didn't see it. So, tell me. I, I obviously know the result, but uh, tell me uh, about that match. I'm drawing a blank. Um, there's another red match. Was it good or shit? It's it's a good match. Uh, I mean, I was fucking done with this pay per view, and I figured it was gonna be a Seth Rollins retention. Um, God damn, how they win? Cause there's a fall, there's a falls count anywhere match. So uh, I'm trying to remember where they went. I think it ended. It probably ended somewhere. Up by oh, it ended up by the stage. Yeah, because the picture I saw was with Bray holding the title, which was, which was really disappointing to me. Um, that's the that's that's the area they were in, so I figured it ended up there. <laughs> yeah, so um, I can't remember if I if I remember correct, Seth Rollins did some sort of slam to <laughs> boom slam. To Bray off the stage, and there's like fireworks and explosions. You know, the classic electrical shortage that just happens on the fly. Oh, oh yeah, I did see a clip of it on Instagram. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. And then, and then Bray just somehow recovers Christ-like. Yeah. Uh, just I just I saw the like when I saw the result because I was like. I was like you. I was so over that pay-per-view. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, I got too much wrestling to watch to fucking be fucking around with Crown Jewel. Seriously, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> I have very little time, and it cannot be spent on Crown Jewel. So, I, uh, when I saw the, 
you know, everybody's posting pictures of Bray Wyatt holding that title. Like, that was so disappointing to me. Like, just that image does not make any fucking sense. Nope. Like, The Fiend is holding up a title. Take a look at that picture and tell me what the fuck that makes any goddamn sense. Seriously. The Fiend doesn't fucking care about the title. If if they want to give it to him, that's cool. I mean, it's not my preference, but this is what they should have done. Easy. If you want The Fiend to be the, the Universal Champion, he wins. The ref approaches him to give him the belt, and he, like, looks at the belt like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And he just... Like, bewildered by it. Yeah, and he just drops it and walks away. Like, okay, he's the champ, but he doesn't carry the belt, which... Vince would never do, you know. No, you have to have champion recognition on site. Yeah, I mean, I and I can understand that. So that's that's a that's a stupid fantasy booking of mine. But that's the only way it makes sense to have somebody like that be a champion. He's uh, he, it's stupid. Well, maybe maybe it does make sense. Maybe during the Firefly Funhouse, Bray can carry the title. See, I, they had a. I watched WWE backstage, and they had a Firefly Funhouse, but I just had that show on in the background. I wasn't expecting it to be a new Firefly Funhouse, so I wasn't really paying attention to it at all. Yes, and I don't recall any mention of the title. But like I say, I is late night last night. I just had it on in the background. Like I, I could, I could get with that if, if. Uh... During the Firefly Funhouse, Bray has it over his shoulder, but the Fiend never carries it. I'd be okay with that. But again, that wrestling people don't go for that shit. No. Not since Mankind's days. What, he denied a belt? No, not denying a belt, just being able to, like, split character like that. Yeah. I don't know, I was, I was super sad about that. It's like... I just don't know where you go now. He's the fiend, man. He doesn't give a fuck about that title, that ugly-ass, red-ass belt. I'm kind of hoping Rollins gets him back at Survivor Series, but probably not. I don't know. Rollins is getting the classic WWE babyface treatment right now. Yeah. All the fans hate him for some reason. I mean, I can understand why his character's getting a little stale right now. He needs a reboot. Which, yeah. which I think they're doing, actually. Uh, but yeah, it seems like, I don't know, WWE's, it, I mean, maybe all wrestling, I don't know. Who's the who's the best baby face in the biz right now? Hard telling. Becky. Yeah, Becky for sure. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, I mean, they're having, they have a hard time with baby faces. But men, yeah, I have no idea for men. I think it's just harder. I think it's easier... Like if you if you forced me into a wrestling promotion today, tonight, I would have to be a heel. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think it's just naturally easier for most people to do that. Just be a douche. I mean, you're almost politicking as a face. How do you be liked by a mass audience? I don't know, man. It's hard. Yeah. I think it's just a different world too. I mean, I don't know. Unless maybe Hulk Hogan was really good at it. I mean, he was a He's a pure over baby face in his prime. Hulkamania, dude. Hulkamania. Maybe you just need a little to take your vitamins. 
something like that. Back back in the states, where the, basically the entire roster, besides Vince McMahon, Brock Lesnar, and um, one other motherfucker. Uh, you're saying who who was there? Who made it home? Oh, they had private planes. Vince McMahon did, Brock Lesnar did, and Tyson Fury. Okay. I thought you were saying, yeah, they they made it home and then they had the people that didn't go. As well. Like your Daniel Bryans and your Mizzes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the roster that did go to Saudi Arabia, besides those three, were stuck in Saudi Arabia due to, like, mechanical issues with the plane or some shit. Yeah. So SmackDown the next night was a little unplanned. Yeah, it's it, the IWC was hilarious about this because everybody was like, "Best SmackDown in in four years," and that's because Triple H wrote it, which is total fa- totally false. And then when they find out that Vince, it was a Vince McMahon show, then they like deny it. It's oh like, really? Yeah, it's oh, like I don't know anything about that. Vince is Vince is writing these things. Well, they're just saying like I think people thought that Vince McMahon was in Saudi Arabia, oh. and that Triple well, H he was, but he made it back. Yeah, I think they thought that Trip. Well, they did think that Triple H like was overseeing this show. Like this was a Triple H SmackDown. Oh, I gotcha. Which was not true. It was it was still a Vince SmackDown, as reported by. You know, the, there are very few people that are actually credible in this industry. Yeah. There's only like two. And it's it's me and Jeff. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you right now that that was a Vince McMahon smackdown. So stop hating and uh, pay, show some goddamn respect. Show some goddamn respect the, because he did that on the fly, baby. Yeah, for the man that, I mean, we, we all hate on him, but he, he did give us... I mean, he's Vince McMahon, so show some some respect. His dues are paid. The check's in the mail. Let me fire up my SmackDown notes, because SmackDown was... It, it was great. No, SmackDown was great. The first time I watched it uh, was with Bork and, uh, um, well, everybody. It was, it was a bit of a a party setting. Not a party, but you know what I mean. A hangout sesh. Yeah. So I didn't really get to watch it, but I went back and rewatched because I could tell it was really good, and it, it was really good. Uh, they basically did like a little NXT invasion, as we all know. Uh, that started with I think Shayna Baszler, right, first appearance. Yep. And that was during the. <sighs> Who was that? that? Was, uh, it was. After the SmackDown Women's Championship, it was Bailey versus Nikki Cross. Oh yeah, okay. And Bailey won dirty with uh, Sasha's interference, and then uh, Shayna Baszler from NXT, the Queen of Hearts, baby, uh, came out of the crowd, smashed Sasha's face into the fucking turnbuckle. I'm sure Corey liked that. <laughs> and then. Just proceeded to fucking kick ass like you knew she would. Did she bring her cohorts? Um, I don't think she did. I no, no, she came out solo that time. What's the one's name with the badass name? Oh, fuck, 
can't remember. Uh, You're the one watching NXT. I know, it's killing me that I can't remember her name. Alright, it's okay, I'll think of it. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Um, that, that got a star. And then uh, during this match, so originally on commentary you had Tom Phillips, Aiden English, and Renee Young. Uh, clearly a thrown together cast. That ruled. Colin Graves were in Saudi Arabia. Oh, it, I'm sorry, it didn't rule yet. Aiden English isn't bad. But it is about to rule. What's that? I was I said I said you said it was a thrown together cast and I said that ruled and then I said Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not quite yet. Aiden English isn't bad by any means, but it's about to get a lot better. Yeah. Because this got a, a half star and increased to a full star in my rating system, which doesn't make it. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the ho-ho-ho Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Makes sense. Because during the SmackDown Women's Championship, he was replaced by former NFL punter Pat McAfee, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, I didn't know. I didn't even know he was affiliated with wrestling. Did you know that? No. But he like apparently does shit for NXT, or he must, because he kept like taking ownership of that brand. Yeah, I meant to ask you about that. Like, when he came onto the commentary table, was like, "Yeah, Triple H just texted me, see, said, uh, hey, can you come do some commentary?'" Like, it sounded like he was actually like he's just being honest to God truth there. Like, it might not, might not want to say that on air. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did that a couple times. But yeah. uh, like I said, he kept. Let me. I'm gonna look it up real quick. But yeah, he kept. Uh, Referencing NXT like he, you know, he took, like he was a part of that, which he must be. I mean, it, it wouldn't make sense that they just call somebody rain. I mean, they got plenty of guys that could fill in. Yeah. So uh, At first I thought it was a Fox affiliation. That's true, but I don't think so. But it, it, is, is he on Fox, Pat McAfee? Uh, uh, he, he's somewhere giving hot takes. I've heard Levitard's show talk about him giving hot takes. And I, I mean, Fox has that reach with their sports network, so I assume he's yeah. swimming around somewhere around there. Yeah. But he was, he, he was like just a normal person. He was a normal fan out there announcing, and it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I don't know how to put it into words, because like a normal fan's probably not the right word. Because if you really put a normal fan there, they'd be fucking annoying and terrible. Oh, marking out, yeah. So, like, I, I know exactly what you mean, but I don't know how to word it. He fucking... A casual fan? He, I don't know. He ruled. He was fucking <laughs> awesome. 
I love. I mean, I've watched uh, a couple episodes of wrestling, either Raw or SmackDown, at the bar with people who don't watch wrestling who are just like, "Oh, wrestling's on," and he was just like one of those guys. He's like, "Oh, slam!" You know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he was entertaining, though. He was good. Uh, I sent Eric a clip, a little soundbite. Uh, you don't have that, do you? Uh, no, I could look it up, though. It just might be hard to hear. It was sneaky. Yeah, it wasn't the best sound bite, but Pat McAfee is just, like, flexing to Tom Phillips. He's like, you ever kicked anything before, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> it was such an alpha. Like, he just, I mean, it just felt so insulting. Yeah, like, like yeah, I've kicked shit before. Have you kicked anything, Tom? Yeah, was, he just basically called him a pussy. <laughs> Like, did you, have you ever, I've kicked some shit. You ever kicked anything? Exactly. <laughs> uh, who, what was another, let's just talk about all the NXT invasions. What, what was the next one? Uh, so Sami Zayn had an encounter backstage with uh, Matt Riddle and Keith Lee after he was talking a little shit about NXT. And that just turned into a chase down, and a bunch of NXT people chased him out into the ring and kind of beat him up a little bit. Yeah, Matt Riddle, yeah, did his little finisher. That's I think it's the same as uh, Cesaro's. Who's this? Matt Riddle. I'm not sure what Matt he could. It looks like what is uh what is um Cesaro calls his? Is it the Gotch Neutralizer or something? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It looks like that. It might be a little different, but I'm pretty sure. Some sort of chicken wing type slam. <laughs> a chicken wing slam. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. I've gotten worse with wrestling moves over the years. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that move. Riddle needs a new special. I like Riddle. I'm not a huge fan of that finish. You're big on Riddle. No, he's cool. Uh he's he's weird, but in a I, I like him. I really like that Keith Lee guy that that attacked Sami Zayn with him. Yeah. Me and Jeff big got boy. yeah the big boy. We got into a big a nice conversation last night about uh, super heavyweights and the lack of super heavyweights in WWE. Yeah, there's no super heavyweight right now. There's no hosses. There's no hoss. There's still hosses. I mean, not like as we went as we were talking about it. It's like yeah. I guess heavy machinery. They're they're not super heavyweights, but they're hosses. They're hoss hybrids, Eric. Everyone, <laughs> everyone in WWE today is too fit to be a true hoss. Yeah, they are hoss hybrids. <laughs> we were talking about like fat, you know, super heavyweights, fat guys. They can still yeah, they, they can still be strong as shit, but they have to be fat as well. You have to have a gut. A gut is required. Yeah, so we were like, you know, we're talking like King Kong Bundy and fucking, you Rikishi. know. Rikishi. Rikishi, Bam Bam Bigelow. Vis. Uh, yeah, Viscera. Um, Vader time, baby. Yeah. Vader was a mean looking motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, what was the closest thing that we came to is like Braun. We said right now, uh, Braun, which he's like, he's not, definitely not a super heavyweight. He's a hoss hybrid. No, no he, he's, he's a lot more ripped in the, in the chest and abs than I am. 
Yeah. <laughs> so definitely not a hoss, because, I mean, basically the main requirement is a gut. Yeah. And then we said that um, we we remembered that in women's wrestling, the super heavyweight is also always a character. Yep. They really don't have any super heavyweight women. They got Nia Jax, which is their clo- another Hoss hybrid. I didn't mention this last night, but I just remember there's a, a true Hoss in the Mae Young Classic. This I want to say the second one. She was from um, uh, either UK or like Germany. I remember she had like a European character where she was wearing like a green skirt. Well, she, she was a, she was a big girl. Okay, I think she I was definitely a hoss. Man, I might remember that. But yeah, we need a big we need a big dude. There's a there's a big dude that's climbing the ranks. Uh, as far as I can tell, uh, his name's AC. I th- maybe AC Baby. AC Baby. Like A C E Y A C. Okay. AC Baby. I think, and he's a super heavyweight. What, what's he in? I mean, I've seen him. I just always see his videos. I think he's a fan favorite. He's in. He wrestles. Uh, I don't know if he's made it to Impact yet, but he's about at that level. Oh, okay. Impact's like the new TNA, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's climbing his way up. I'd like to see a, a super heavyweight again. Uh, yeah, I think Otis is a close. I think you were right with your original thing. Otis is the closest thing right now to a super he- to uh, the Hoss. Yeah, he's got a little it's bit of a deeply, gut. Obviously, if he was like a hundred pounds heavier and six inches taller, he'd be there. Not it probably wouldn't even take a hundred pounds. He's pretty. He's got the gut, and he's but he is strong as fuck, which yeah. is is okay. How do you rank Big E in this hybrid Hoss class? Yeah, I don't know. Big E's a tough one because he's so he's he's kind of like Braun, you know, like they're in good shape, incredibly good shape, and he's just so quick. God, he's fat. When nobody we've talked about it before, nobody runs the ropes like Big E. No, you can't. Especially that when he does that one move where he jumps over you and then he does the big splash. Yeah, I, I dare you to run the ropes harder than Big E. <laughs> Impossible. Um, all right. So what? What else? Had, we had that one. That was a good one. Um, obviously, uh, the main event was really good. I feel like there was one more. Oh, uh, Bianca yeah. Belair. Oh, that too. Uh, Bianca Belair uh, just kicked the shit out of Carmella and Dana Brooke backstage. She did, then, She uh, did a pretty good ass whooping. And then uh, a couple of uh, NXT women came in, Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox, <laughs> And uh, uh, Pat McAfee had to point out under, under his breath they're Australian. <laughs> <laughs> because he's speaking out of the mic, he's like, I, uh, she said something in like an accent. I, can, I don't want to do an accent because I'm, I'm going to fucking biff it. But uh, she said something in an accent. You can tell, like, kind of, oh, that's a, that's not American. And you just hear Pat McAfee. They're Australian. <laughs> that's what that's what you're hearing there is Australian. Yeah. Thank you for that clarification. So they're like the, they're like iconics number two. 
think only I don't know if Tegan Knox is Australian. I know Rhea Ripley is, but I don't know if who she came out with. Tegan Knox is Australian as well. Oh, okay, gotcha. What do you think about What do you think about Rhea Ripley though? Out of uh, Sonya and Mandy. Yeah, what do you think about Rhea Ripley? I don't know much about her. I've seen her in May Young and shit, but I mean, from this thing. Oh, I don't know. So a lot of people are really high on her. I'm, I'm with you. She, she seemed pretty average NXT woman coming in with a, a ass full of confidence during an invasion. Yeah, I'm with you. I haven't seen enough to tell yet. Like, I'm talking about her like actual wrestling. Her looks kind of cool. She besides like I mean she dresses different, but well that's whatever anybody could do that. But her actual look is kind of is different for sure. Yeah. I mean she's she's not the. Uh, you know, the classic blonde hair, blue eyes, fake cans. Uh, Vince McMahon, wet dream type of gal. <laughs> no, no, hell no. <laughs> Which he just hired another one of those. Did you hear about that? No, did he? Yeah. Do you know about uh, Scarlett Bordeaux? Never heard of her. She's like a indie darling type of gal. Um, Fantastic. But not like not as in a great wrestler, but on the looks side. Like I, I don't know how I don't know how the hell she made it this long without being under Vince's watch. He must <laughs> he no I don't know how the hell any nobody brought her to his attention. <laughs> Vince, I got this prospect. Yeah. Is she blonde? Oh yeah. Yep. She is everything you'd think. But she is she's extremely good looking, but she's yeah, she's everything Vince loves. I don't know how the hell it took this long. Maybe Bordeaux. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Let me. While you're looking that up, there's one other thing from SmackDown for the main event that uh, deserves some uh, attention. That was Miss TV getting interrupted by uh, the return of Tommaso Ciampa. Oh yeah. Yep. Which is he? Is he with NXT again? Yeah, I don't think it was his return. Maybe they meant to, I don't know what they meant, but I'm pretty sure, no. Because last we saw, he had just gotten up to the main roster and literally debuted and got injured, I think. So, B-O-R-D-E-A-U-X. French. Yeah. Yeah, that's Bordeaux. You know you're French, Attic. Hey, man. I'm not as dumb as I sound. <laughs> Pod, you teaching your French this week? <laughs> yeah, French. We just did our chapter on French. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we gotta talk about the main event. event. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, Daniel Bryan versus Adam Cole, baby! Yep. And uh, this one, like I said, oh, the first time I saw it, I wasn't really watching, so I had to definitely had to make sure I went back to check this one out, and it, it lived up to the hype for sure. Good-ass match. Not sure. Into it. Yeah, not sure I would have if I'm booking if I would have had Adam Cole win. Well, okay. They put the title on the line, didn't they? Yeah, it was an NXT championship. Okay, so that makes for sense. The, for the second or this is the first of two nights, I guess, cuz they did it on Raw too. Yeah, so yeah. that that does make sense. Uh if 
Yeah, so but if the title wasn't on the line, I think Daniel Bryan should have won. Wasn't it? I thought there was a schmoz ending, but no, it was clean. No, it was clean. It was kind of. I I still don't know how I feel about that. They WWE did a weird thing this week and made NXT look really strong. Yeah. Which is fine. There must be some kind of comeback plan for next week. Oh, er- Eric, come on. <laughs> it's the survive. You know the Survivor Series formula. Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and get into Raw so we can talk about that formula. Let's do it. Oh, by the way, before that, HBK was on this episode of SmackDown with Triple H the entire time, and I never understood why he was there. His his presence was never explained. Oh, well, he's, uh, I think in, in real life he is heavily involved with NXT. Oh. And then they have recently kayfabe aligned him with nxt okay um but not 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 super recently he's been i think he's been kayfabe aligned for a while now uh but yeah that's the story behind that okay um so raw i want to talk about this is when uh brock was storming around looking for ray right Oh, by the way, Brock Lesnar quit SmackDown. Yeah, we forgot about that. <laughs> that fucking ruled. <laughs> the, 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 the WWE champion quit his brand, and we didn't discuss it. I thought that shit ruled. It, it was just hilarious, like, just a lazy-ass way to explain that they can't have both titles on SmackDown. Yeah, we're gonna go chase Ray on Raw, on Raw so we quit. I- yeah, I mean, it, it makes, like, it, as dumb and lazy as it is, it makes total sense. Because that's what Brock Lesnar would do. And, and Paul smoothed this over in his promo at the start of Raw, too. Yeah. Uh, Basically explained that, um, like, they quit SmackDown and, like, like you can't just waltz into Raw, but the fact that Brock Lesnar is such an icon and so historic to WWE that Raw needs to pick him up. Yeah. So Raw evidently will pick him up. (laughs) By the way, isn't Heyman still running Raw behind the scenes? Uh, yeah, supposedly. I don't know. So, uh, I I didn't... I just understood that ironic nature. Yeah. Of course you will. You're his manager. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Raw starts out with basically uh, Lesnar's got a hot ass. He's got a red ass looking for Ray Mysterio for some revenge. And um, I just, the only thing I want to point about this, it plays out, um, you know, Brock's looking for him. He fucks a few guys up, a few guys in his path. He has to fuck up for no reason. And then um, uh, he ends up trying to fuck with uh, Jerry the King Lawler. And uh, I thought for a second Jerry they were gonna let Jerry you know take some licks, but I was like, damn, he's pretty old now. I don't know. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> and then uh, so then Dio, uh, who was a wrestler, um, stands up for King, you know, pushes King out of the way and says, "I got this," you know. And yeah. then uh, Brock whoops his ass, and then yeah. and then Ray comes in on the sneak attack, and all I wanted to point out was. Like, Ray's beating his ass with his chair. And, um, 
Brock is like, he's such a good seller, you know? A pipe, actually, not a chair. Oh, it's a pipe? Yeah. Well, uh, I just think it's, I think it's uh, widely forgotten how good Brock Lesnar really is at this. You know, like, I think a lot of people just think like, oh, he's just a jackass. Which, he, I mean, I don't know him. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he he could be a jackass. But I'm just saying, like, he isn't actually a really good wrestler. Like, his, he, when he gets his ass whooped, he sells better than a lot of the fucking wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, it looks awkward at, sometimes in the ring just because we're not used to seeing him get hurt at all. Yeah. So when he starts cowering, you're like, what the fuck, you baby? Yeah. But, no, he does sell good. Like, um, after this beatdown, it concluded, uh, and after the commercial and shit, they showed during the commercial... Like, Brock's limping his ass up the ramp, and he literally can't walk. So, like, it's literally like trying to watch someone whose legs are asleep trying to inch his way to the back. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, a good, that's a good it way to do it. really could have if they hit him in the right spots, you know, with the yeah. actual pipes. I, I could see where, yeah, that, that'd be bruised for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's literally like... He, have you seen this clip or no, Eric? Of what? Of Brock limping to the back. Oh, it happened. Like, were you talking about like right after the beatdown, or when did this happen? Yeah, it's right after the right after the beatdown. Then they went to commercial and shit, and came back and like, hey, during the commercial, this is how bad Ray beat him down. That Brock couldn't even stand up straight. Like the announcers were milking it and shit. Oh no! I mean, I, I was present, but I don't remember that. I'll have to. Uh, it's it's hilarious. Like I thought, that's where you're going with Brock selling because he sold the shit out of that. I just think I just think he's underrated. You know, like people call him just a part timer, and I guess he. I mean, he is, but I mean, he paid his dues, man. He was wrestling forever. For sure. <clears throat> um, we also at the very start of the show we got a. Uh, uh, one of those classic Attitude Era pre-video teasers, and that was a caravan rolling up and Triple H uh, stepping out, putting his foot out, stepping out, and then uh, signaling to the other vehicles to hang tight, bro. Yeah, yeah, and and King King is also going Attitude Era, just going crazy, just like, who is that? He's like, is that the president? Yeah. Oh my god, god, I hope not. <laughs> that would, dude. I mean, I don't think that could happen, but that could absolutely happen. Not, not while he's in office. I mean, we know it's happened before. Trump's been there. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, do, I mean, Trump. You can't put anything past him. No. I feel like he could still show up in a wrestling ring as fucking president. Um, I don't think uh, Secret Service would allow that shit. Oh, that's true. Uh, that that's definitely true. Anyway, um, yeah, we are we already talked about uh, the Kabuki Warriors versus Flair and Natty. That was next up. Uh, Alexander versus Murphy. Uh, Murphy won that one. Uh, Raiders take out. Uh, some jobbers. The Vi- uh, Okay. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. 
I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Er, I'm not sure if I got to see that or not. Go ahead. Uh, we got it. We get the Rollins promo, which is interesting. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, basically, he's like he's down in the he's down in the dumps, and then Triple H comes out and like wants to recruit him back over to the dark side, basically. I couldn't tell if he was trying to recruit recruit him to being a heel or recruit him to NXT. I think both. Okay. I think he's saying, "Come with me, like you know, like old times. You can be a douche, you can be a heel, and you can you know be over on NXT." Well, he wasn't really kind and saying it. He came out and had his had his boys, the undisputed era, come through the crowd. And uh, then, like, he just gave he, he gave an ultimatum, and I was confused on what the hell he was talking about. All of a sudden, he's just like, you're either with me, or you're against me. Yeah. He was like... Like, what, what are we talking about? He basically was saying, join me, or uh, these guys are going to kick your ass. Basically. And uh, Wrestling 101, you get that, but I was, I was looking deeper into it. I'm like, what, what are you asking him to do exactly? I think he was just like, like, cause I mean, it was before we got back into wrestling, but I know Seth Rollins was like triple, like him and triple H were aligned when he had like the weird white stripe in his hair. Oh, I'm familiar. You know what I'm talking about? I was was watching wrestling these times. So what was their, what was their partnership then? Uh, that was when he defected from the shield. Uh, it, just to get the heavyweights. He sold out for the heavyweight title, essentially. He joined the corporation. Was that the name? I knew there was a name. So it was called the corporation? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's what he meant. Like, come under my wing again. Let's 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 run these streets again. Let's ride. Let's fly, baby. I just wasn't sure if it was a recruitment to NXT or, like you said, it was, it was both. But Yeah, it was, it was a full recruitment. <laughs> It was like, come back in my gang. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've had some meaty encounters. Let's not forget that meaty bro moment in the back that one time when, like, Seth Rollins wanted Dean Ambrose or wanted some someone because they attacked Dean Ambrose. And he's like, you want it? You got it, champ. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Somebody attack, attacked Dean. It was like one of his last nights. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so ended up, the club came out, this is where you were talking, you don't like the Survivor Series formula, because we're getting, 
heels coming out uh, to try and even the odds against like this four on one between uh, NXT and Rollins. So the yeah. club comes out to his aid and kind of just chases him off. Yeah, it was we we talked about it. it's it's terrible, man. I hate the fact that like it doesn't make sense that a heel would just randomly say, "Okay, I'm putting all my beefs behind me for the greater good of Raw, man. I'm gonna put on my Raw shirt and I'm gonna help Seth Rollins because those NXT guys suck." Exactly. Fuck that. So that's the that's the Survivor Series formula. Me and Jeff agree that it was nice that they throw in NXT. It's not only nice, essential, man. It's essential. If we get Raw versus SmackDown again, then I'm going black on Survivor Series. I'm going dark. And yeah. I'm, and I mean Jacksonville Jaguar style. Like you'll never see a game. I'm not gonna <laughs> see. I'm not watching Survivor Series if it's fucking Raw versus SmackDown again. So they had NXT. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 a simple idea, but hey, it worked. It was good. It's great. Yeah, it's great. It worked, man. Now my, my one question, Eric. This was they they made it seem, and even on WWE backstage, which is a work shoot show, uh, they make it seem like this was all by accident, all because the Saudi plane didn't make it back in time. Are we buying that? Because I'm not. Well, the thing is, they, or at least they claim. You, you, you can tell me. Did they? And did they really announce on Crown Jewel that NXT was involved? Did they? That's what they say. I was wondering on on SmackDown. I was like, wait, when did we find out that NXT was involved? Because Triple H comes in on SmackDown and he says, uh. I heard uh, at Crown Jewel it was going to be NXT versus Raw versus SmackDown. It sounded like somebody wanted to call me out. Somebody wanted to fight. You remember that promo? Not really. So that's when he said that little, when he cuts the little promo, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what? I never saw this on Crown Jewel. Yeah. You don't remember it? No. But it's possible they did. I'm just going to say SmackDown. Last week. <laughs> November 1st is when they announced it. Yeah, you remember how many times Pat told us that? <laughs> but that exact quote, because I, I got another quote of Pat that he kept saying throughout the night. Well, he kept saying that uh, the best SmackDown ever was November 1st. Oh, uh, yeah, he, said, he was saying that too, yeah. Yeah. He's saying that and he's saying, I have questions. <laughs> Which is a great casual fan thing to say. I have questions. Yeah. Of course you have questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When somebody doesn't watch wrestling, watches wrestling, it has a lot of questions. There's so many questions. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, what else? Was there anything else from Raw, or are we good? Um, Rusev calls out Lashley. Lashley crutches out, says he has a groin injury. Baby! Oh, yeah. Yeah, he insinuated that it wasn't from... Doing deadlifts, brother. It was about it was it was uh, going to Pound Town, laying the pipe is what caused this ground this groin injury. So um, and that was that's with Rusev's old lady, by the way. Yeah, yeah. 
boys. Then what? <laughs> so, uh, I think that, oh, Lana, as, when Lana talks, she totally goes off accent, real, just as a little side note. Like, she always okay. has, but now it's very dramatic. Like, there's, there's barely any accent left. No, I was FaceTiming Wolf while I was watching this, and I, I was telling him, I'm like, man, like, the only thing she says with any sort of accent is Rusev's name. The Like, literally everything else is straight American. It's just, like, why are we calling you Lana? Yeah. You know, why don't we call you, uh... Lindsay. Ava. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay. <laughs> Uh, um, I think that's it, Jeff. Yeah, Rollins versus Cole for the NXT Championship main event. Oh yeah, fuck, we forgot about the main event. And and before, I'm sorry, before the main event, uh, Becky had an interview that was taken over by Shayna Baszler. Oh yeah, didn't pay attention. It looked awkward. Awkward in what sense? Like it looked uncomfortable, but like I said, wasn't paying attention. So you tell me. Well, it got me hyped. I'll tell you that. So it was good. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're just doing the classic Survivor Series champ versus champ versus champ. So it's gonna be Bailey versus Becky versus Shayna Baszler. Okay. And it's part I, I saw that promo. I'm like, dude, keep Bailey out of this. Like, if you're telling me the band's going up against that scary motherfucker, like yeah. Shayna Baszler is not to be fucked with. We already discussed this. Yeah, she's yes, agreed. Uh, so. I agree though. It is weird because what what's Bailey's uh, besides the obvious? You know, she's the champ of that brand. How does she work in the story? Her, she's still. It's not, it's not much of a story. Shayna just showed up. She could easily show up on SmackDown and cut the same shit in Bailey's face. Yeah, that's true. Test their heel skills a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll be a good match. I agree, though. I'd rather have it just be two. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's Raw, man. Besides the main event, which was uh. I mean, what happened in the main event? I just had it written down. Is the is the NXT Championship Rollins versus Adam Cole, baby? <laughs> so how did did you take down the note on the finish? Because I don't remember. No, I just wrote down that that was uh, that was the main event. <sighs> oh, you don't remember who won? No, I thought it was a Shabazz ending. I thought it was too, but I can't remember. I was falling asleep. This is terrible. Well, I mean, Cole. Cole retained, I know this much. Okay, but what, what was this schmaz? Via disqualification. Yeah, I think what happened was uh, just NXT oh, came down, WWE yes. came down, but Seth Rollins just standing in the ring lost, like, undecided. Yeah, there was a, yes, exactly. And that Keith Lee guy did a, did a penguin flip over the top rope. <laughs> Yeah, Suicide Penguin Flip. That was uh, very close. Okay, so now we know. All right, well, Jeff, we are running long. Uh, We still obviously have one more thing to do. Fuck yeah, we do. (laughs) So I didn't get to see NXT this week because of a busy week. I could barely cram all this in. 
Yeah. And I don't know, did you watch Dynamite last night? No, I got NXT and Dynamite recorded, but I just I had to finish up Raw last night. Like you said, it's a busy week All of right. wrestling. Well, we do not have NXT and AEW updates for you. So well, next week. That shit happens, okay? We got I got dinner to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't talk about Dynamite's night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so, Jeff, before we get out of here, as is tradition, we're going to need to hear that 30-second Bulls update. Standing O. Standing ovation for your boy Derrick Rose coming off Detroit's bench. Derrick Rose marvelous. 8 for 13, 23 points. Uh, 3 steals, some assists, some rebounds, a block, a couple of laughs. God damn. Well, you know what, Jeff? Let me go ahead and... Let's go ahead and give uh, Chicago's native son and leader of the most recent Chicago Bulls dynasty, Derrick Rose, a big round of applause. Come on. <laughs> Audience was a little behind there, but they finally decided to join in. <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a long podcast. There's, there's news there. Yeah. But this was not enough to keep the distance above the Bulls because won this motherfucker easily. Well, not that easily, but they won 112-106 with a dominant game throughout. Zach Levine scoring 26, Otto Porter scoring uh, 22. It's a good all-around game. Then they go into Indiana on Sunday, right after the Bears game, and take that Bears energy with them. It's just shit a brick. Ugh. Confirmed. Confirmed. That's uh, that's a Sunday matinee game. They should be illegal in the NBA. I don't know what Indiana's up to. But then they came and hosted the hoisted the favorite Los Angeles Lakers on Tuesday, Eric. You know, Ooh, Lakers. I do. I know that uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James play for the Lakers. Yep. This is the one and only game in Chicago you'll see with LeBron this year. Really? Yep. Man, that's a, that's kind of a shame. And the Bulls dominated for three quarters. Really? Oh yeah. They got a 19 point lead throughout this game, Eric. And then they blew it? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> So how'd they because blow they, it? They shat a fucking brick in that fourth quarter. Okay. Uh, the pitch got left in a little too long. Kobe White uh, got a four-point play scored on him. Turnovers. Uh, Boylan took heavy criticism after this game for leaving those bench guys in. National media criticism. It's okay. 
Jack Lantern stays strong. That Jack Lantern's still lit, baby. Hell yeah. He sticks to his guns. He sticks to his guns. We like it because there's little balls around here. The night after that embarrassing loss to the Los Angeles Lakers, we're heading into Atlanta. Hot Atlanta, baby. Okay. Play, we're playing the Atlanta Hawks. What you know about the Dirty South? The Dirty South. <laughs> they were not ready for Thomas Sadoransky. He scored a... You know Thomas Sadoransky, Andrew? Is that the tall white guy? No, that's Luke Cornett. Thomas Sadoransky's a Czech Republic guy we got from the Wiz. Yeah, okay. He's a starting point guard. Yes, I know who you're talking about now. I got you. He's getting comfortable in the new offense. And he scored a career-high 27 points. Zach Levine had a nifty-ass 360 dunk, among two other dunks. And the Bulls dominate this motherfucking game, leading by up to 28, winning by 20. Damn. So, it's, it's a good rebound. Uh, coming up next, they'll play the Houston Rockets on Saturday. But Eric, I have a, a, a sad announcement. Okay. Bulls PA announcer Tommy Edwards died. After five years, will be having his last game on Saturday at the United Center. Damn. This this guy had been with a, like not exclusively with the Bulls. I don't think cause he took lapses, but he had been with the Bulls since '76. He was the one who uh, started. Lights going out, first one in the NBA ever to put the lights out for the players' introductions. He's rather creative in uh, Alan Parsons' project, having that thing. He's got the trademark, a couple of trademarks, and now! Hell yeah. And uh, the man in the middle! Yep. Yep, what's his name? Tommy Edwards. Tommy Edwards. Let's give him a round of applause, Eric. I will. Let's see if the crowd's up. Let's give a round of applause to Tommy Edwards. There they are. Thank you. So if you have no other reason to catch the Bulls game Saturday night, catch it for the fucking introduction. And for Tommy Edwards. Woo! All day! That's awesome. What? I, I think I might have an opportunity to watch this, so we need to know um, time and network. Chicago. I guess, does WGN not exist? I don't know. Okay, but yeah, all, all Bulls games are on WGN Sports Chicago. It's uh, Saturday at 7 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Mountain. Alright, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, and so it's going to be on Chicago, what's it called? NBC Sportsnet oh. Chicago. Okay. It used to be Comcast Sportsnet Chicago. And who, are they, and who are they playing again? Houston Rockets with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Okay. Man, that is crazy. That I, I can't believe that. Se what year did you say? 72? 77. Damn. 76. Let me, let me, let me check the clarification. I got the apple. It is... He was with them 76, 81, 83, 90, and 2006 to present. Oh, so he's jumping around? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, the... over 25 seasons with the Bulls. 
That's badass. Well, uh, oh wait, hold the fort. Um, real quick before we get out of here, Jeff, you, we, I believe we teased that you were going to make your predictions. Oh, fuck. I did not prepare. You did not prepare a number? I did not prepare a number. Okay. Well, we could, we could wait until the next one. Yeah. I'm going to get a little more accurate. Yeah. (laughs) So before we go, what is the Bulls record right meow? Three and six. Three and six. So we're back to 500. Not quite. What do you mean? They're not three out of six. Oh. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! So so we're at .333. This is why WWE doesn't have records. Yeah. Okay. We're on the up and up, baby. We're on the up and up. All right, well, thank you for that 30-second polls update, Jeff. No, oh, the crowd's been good to us tonight. Yeah, they have. Alright. Um, I think that's about it. You got anything else on wrestling, Jeff? Uh, AEW's pay-per-view was this last weekend, but we don't have any AEW updates, so we'll, we'll keep in touch on that next week. Did you watch it? No. Okay. But, also, uh, thanks for anyone who's still listening. Thanks to everyone who still listens, for sure. And also, uh, friend of the show, uh, JT Energy, at DJ Click and Play on Instagram, is going to be facing Jerry the King Lawler. Did you see that post, Jeff? Yeah. That's badass. Wait, he's facing him? I thought it was an interview. He's, he's, he's facing oh, him? Oh, no, dude. Versus. Special attraction. One night only, bitch. Fuck. Where's that at? Iowa. Uh, That's unfortunate, isn't it? That is unfortunate. <laughs> I wish I could see that shit. Jerry the King Law rules for still doing that. Well, if anyone's in Iowa, go see that shit. Up. Go see that shit. JT Energy yeah. versus Jerry the King Lawler. That's five at. That's at the six star booty, Jeff. I'm sorry. You left a star out. I left a. You know I'm terrible stars. A crucial star. You are no good at stars. And on that note, night night. Night night. But now I don't understand. Now I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. I said. Okay. The the I mean, so it doesn't. I don't know. As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.